You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 313 of Podcateers. If you've been missing the parks, then you might be in for some good news. The Disney Company has submitted a proposal to the state of California for the reopening of the Disneyland Resort. But is it too soon? Gavin and I discuss that in this episode. We also talk about a new show hosted by John Legend for Father's Day, a product Gavin recently purchased that he really likes, a super cool Spotify Easter egg, a show on Hulu that I cannot get enough of, and more. Remember that if you have thoughts on something that we talk about, you can join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or by leaving a comment on the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 313. If you had a chance to listen to the last episode, we were joined by Jen and Morgan from Dateline Nostalgia, and this week we had the pleasure of joining them on their podcast to give our thoughts on some of the reimaginings of attractions at both Disneyland and California Adventure. We had a fun time chatting with them again, so make sure to check out episode 101 of Dateline Nostalgia. And when you swing by their Instagram and all that good stuff, you can follow them. They're at Dateline Nostalgia. Give them a follow, say hello, give them a thumbs up, tell them we sent you. This episode of Podcateers is brought to you by the generosity of the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, and their support via Patreon. If you would like more info on becoming part of the FGP Squad family, you can find out more by going to podcateers.com FGP. And to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we want to send a huge thank you, as always, for your continued support. And make sure to log on to Patreon to check out the special addendum to this episode where Gavin gives us his answers to the Disney tag since he was unable to join us when we did the episode last week. Uh, It was super fun listening to all of his answers. Check that out and uh, shoot us a message. Tell us if you agree with any of his choices or take the Disney tag challenge yourself. Head over to the website. You'll be able to find the questions there for you. So, uh... Should we just get this episode started, or do you just want to, I don't know, like, hang here and talk for a... Nah, 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 let's let's just get this thing started. Here is episode 313 of Podcateers. What is that sound in the background? Um, apparently, it's a peddler of delicious frozen treats oh, uh, that hangs out on my street all day, every day. Then why are we just sitting here? Why are we not outside being peddled these delicious treats? I mean, that's a good question. I don't actually feel like it's the best deal you could get. Oh. Um, I'm only about half a mile from an afters. I'd rather just go down mm-hmm. the street and get some afters, mm-hmm. some real, real ice cream. Yeah. You know what? I will have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, I think the closest afters from here is a good 15 minute drive from us. That's well, still uh, not terrible. We do have a place called Foster's, which oh, does yeah. have Foster's like, is yeah, good. Foster's mm-hmm. is great. That one's maybe a five to eight minute drive from here, which isn't too bad. Not uh, bad. But they have reduced hours because mm. of all the stuff that's going sure. on. Of course. So right now, 
the best deal we can get is the $10 box of 40 assorted flavors of drumstick and <laughs> drumstick type flavors from the company that makes those. I, I, I don't remember who it is. I think it's Nestle, but I, you know, Probably, hashtag yeah. not sponsored, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> so that's, that's what we have right now because, um, you know, ice cream. Well, all. it's actually kind of perfect because uh, Charlie and I just discovered a new product this week that I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, uh, and it, the one in particular that I want to talk about is all about delicious treats. So Charlie and I are really big into scented candles and we're always on the lookout for, you know, great scents and, and things we can have going. We tend toward the more holiday or piney or foresty ones. Mm -hmm. So like lots of autumnal and Christmassy kind of candles around our apartment all the time. And we're also always on the lookout for Disney themed candles. And we just um, got a batch in from the Magic Candle Company. Have you heard of these guys? Uh, they sound familiar. I think I've seen them on Instagram. They yeah, yeah, their are label looks familiar. Incredible. This is my new Pinocchio's Village candle. It lives with me here in my studio, and it makes my studio smell like a German pastry shop or an Italian pastry shop. <gasps> Shut like it's, up. It's so delicious i can't even it's the best we also got a new orleans square we got a haunted mansion gingerbread nice. uh we got a pirates of the caribbean we got uh india from soren uh, we got like three or four others and i'm telling you these are some of the best candles ever uh i say we put this in the blog post and recommend it to people because they are incredible dude that's super cool you know i've always wanted to get some of those candles because you know disneyland obviously some of the attractions with the water you know have that mm -hmm. very distinct smell which sure, comes from the sure. bromine mixture that's inside of the water mm -hmm. um if if you're not familiar, you know, if you ever go to a pool, usually they have chlorine yeah. in it because they're trying to kill all the germs and stuff like that. But because of the capacity and because of the amount of water they're trying to filter and because people tend to stick their hands in it all the time, Disneyland doesn't like to use uh, chemicals like chlorine in their water. So they use a different chemical that does almost the exact same thing called bromine. And bromine is what gives attractions like Pirates of the Caribbean, Splash Mountain, and essentially any water ride that distinct Disney smell right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I've always wanted to buy those candles that, <laughs> that they say like it smells like pirates or it smells like yeah. this and I I just don't want to be disappointed because it's ingrained in my head and in my nostril sure. holes so much that I don't want to get it and just feel bad and see, we've tried a bunch of those and I like a lot of them and I, I really like the idea behind them. Um, but this particular brand is really going after like the essence of like the story, not Got the it. smell of Got the attraction. It. So it doesn't smell like the Pinocchio attraction in Fantasyland. You know, it smells like some bakery shop in Geppetto's village, you know, is what it smells like. And like the pirates smells like it's like tropical smells of the Caribbean. Right. Yeah. And so I really like that because as like a general scent for your apartment, it tends to work out a little better. Now, when you're 
really craving the parks like everybody is right now like turning on haunted mansion and smelling the fog is pretty cool that's awesome yeah i mean it's kind of disappointing that it doesn't smell like sweaty handrail but i mean whatever (laughs) 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 that's super cool i might have to give those a Uh, shot uh i'm like both of you i am a fan of scented candles i may not seem like the type that enjoys the scented candles but i do uh i I usually buy a lot of the box chain ones because they mm-hmm. tend to have like really good sales where you can get a lot for like 20 bucks or whatever. Oh, of course. And the last set that I bought uh, was a sun washed citrus, which smells absolutely delightful. Yeah. My favorite of the batch, though, is between two of them. It's a mahogany teak wood because mm-hmm. I love that, like, that combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a mahogany coconut. And they are just fan freaking tastic wow the the mahogany teakwood one especially though it just Mm -hmm. i don't know it it, it's gonna sound bad for me to say this because i know people are gonna be like what but it kind of smells like a cigar shop before everybody starts lighting up a cigar oh yeah you know what i mean like you got that combination of the leather and you know Mm -hmm. all of the the wood that's in there in their humidors Mm -hmm. and ah it's just it's I love it. I'm, I need to stop. <laughs> I need to stop. So, so yeah, uh, well, definitely, I got. I'm gonna have to check out that company and see what they have, just to see what what they're all about. Because I like the idea that it's about the essence. Because mm-hmm. yeah, my, my my biggest concern with all these companies that make these candles is that they're gonna promise me, you know, sweaty handrail, and I'm gonna get like, you know, something else. But. <laughs> You know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, totally. Dude, I, I I, mean, there's so many things that I wanted to talk to you about this week. I don't know if you know this, but I was playing around. You know, I've been working on all these live streams that we're doing, right? We're planning mm-hmm. a brand new FGP happy hour in a couple of weeks. Uh, I think the tentative date that we have down for it right now is like June 27th, Saturday, June 27th. And Sweet. it's like 5, 5.30 p.m., right? That way our friends from the East Coast can also join us. And uh, I I started uh, going, I started trying to like link Spotify and everything so we could play like music clips and stuff if we wanted to, because usually in our conversations, music comes up and then we're trying to figure Mm -hmm. out like, well, what clip is that? What are you talking about? And I've always wanted to live (laughs) play music. So I started, I I got that all figured out and I saw this article. uh, I I wish I remember who wrote it. I should have jotted it down. But did you know that if you're using Spotify, and if you're listening to the Star Wars soundtrack, that you can get your your playback bar at the bottom to look like a lightsaber. What? Yup. No. Yup. That's crazy. I was listening to Star Wars soundtracks this week on Spotify. Dude, it is absolutely nuts. The first time I saw it, I thought to myself, this is crazy. It's not going to work. No way. No how. So I go in there. I search for the Star Wars soundtrack. It has to be the first one, okay? It has to be the first one, and you have to load the entire album. You know how it gives you the option to play the entire album or just play, like, a song or something from it? Yeah. So yeah. you have to play the album, and once you okay. play it, the 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 status bar at the bottom, you know, with the little scrolly thing, it's mm-hmm. basically just a giant lightsaber, and it is the coolest wow. thing available. So when you say it has to be the first one, are you talking about episode one? Uh, Four. Oh, oh, come on, man. Come on. I know better. 
I know better. Well, I didn't know if you were talking about chronologically released. No, date or man, I know better story than that. Wise. I know okay, better than okay. that. No, it's, it's all good. I mean, I don't. I mean, it would make sense that it was episode one to me because it's like new technology or whatever. But no, that's cool. I'm gonna have to try that. All right, so check this out. I'm actually gonna share my screen. If you're listening to this, this is gonna be, um, you know, it's it's gonna be no <laughs> gripping, good for you, obviously. Gripping podcast material. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is not gonna help you at all. But uh, there is a shortcut to this. Boom. Look at this. Oh, my gosh. So if you search for THX1138, which is an homage yeah. to to um, his first film, Lucas's first film. Right, right, which is awesome if you haven't seen it. Yeah, you get the lightsaber at the bottom just like you would searching for a Star Wars soundtrack and playing it at the bottom. Now, there was... So a... that's just a playlist. No, no, you can... Right? I mean, you can you can load the different items in there. See, look. Oh, let me I play see. the main title to Star Wars. There it is. Here's the Imperial attack. The lightsaber hilt is there, and as mm-hmm. it's playing, it's lighting up the lightsaber. Oh my gosh, that is so cool, isn't it? <laughs> now, apparently, there was also a version of this that, if you listen to this enough, depending on the type of music and depending on the songs that you listen to, your mm-hmm. lightsaber color would also change in accordance to what it no felt you way. were. So you could end up with a purple one, a red one, a green one. Uh, the oh. default one is like a whitish, bluish one. Yeah. But, dude... <laughs> super cool Easter egg. Uh, I'll post a screenshot of this, but if you have Spotify, give it a shot. The fastest way to Man. get this to function, uh, like I said, you can load a Star Wars soundtrack, but it takes a little bit to kick in. But if you search for THX1138, hit enter, your little scrolling bar at the bottom with, mm-hmm. what do you call this? I, I, I for Progress some, bar. The progress bar. I call it a status bar for some reason. I guess it's the same thing. Yeah. But... <laughs> Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I had a couple of things to jump in and tell you about this Easter egg. It looks like this Easter egg has been around since about 2015, so finding information about it was not difficult. And that was great because I got a couple things wrong. One, you do not have to search for A New Hope or a specific soundtrack. It just has to be a Star Wars soundtrack. Once you search for it, you hit play. The hilt will change and the lightsaber will basically engage as the track continues. Two, it doesn't matter what track you're listening to. That does not determine the color. You can click on the hilt and it'll change it. It'll update it. There is no purple one. I'm kind of disappointed because I like that one. But you get a red one, a green one, and a blue one. So there are three variations available. The shortcut that I mentioned, the THX1138, still works. So if you just kind of want to shortcut it, uh, you can do it that way as well. Information on this will be on the website in the blog post, podcasters.com slash 313 if you want to check it out. So back to the podcast. The, uh, yeah, how much of the song has played will light up like a lightsaber. And I just thought it's super cool so i just wanted see, to now it's that. got me wanting all kinds of things though i want to listen to the tron legacy soundtrack and see a light cycle going across there and i want yeah. to listen to like cars and see lightning mcqueen shoot across or something like it's so cool man but i want more <laughs> <laughs> you want to be 
where the people are. Exactly. You want to see, want to see the hilts changing colors from blue, red, and green. I mean, imagine, white. imagine listening to the Pinocchio soundtrack and just watching his nose go across. <laughs> <the bottom. laughs> that, um, yeah, I'm sure some people would have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm going to put that in the blog Very post cool. for the episode. If you guys want to check that out, make sure to go to podcasters.com slash 313 if you want to see the screenshot of it. We'll post it on Instagram as well. But it's one of those things when you hear about it, you see it, you think to yourself, there is no way that that is actually a legit thing until you try it and see it for yourself. <laughs> super Heck fun. Yeah. Super fun. I like it. Uh, speaking of super fun things, I just want to mention uh, that on Father's Day, you know, it, Disney's been doing a lot of these Disney family sing-along things. And on Father's Day, John Legend is going to be hosting one called John Legend and Family, A Bigger Love. Uh, it's going to be on at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. Uh, Chrissy Teigen's going to be on with him. Um, I think Shaq is going to be on there. Anthony <laughs> Roddick, Anthony Anderson. You know, obviously a bunch of ABC stars are going to appear on there. But it looks like it's going to be pretty fun. If you're looking for something to do on Father's Day, this might be something to do. Uh, but I figure since we've announced the other ones, this would be a, a really cool thing you know, to announce as well. Are all of those people you just mentioned going to sing? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, really, the only singer is John, John Legend. But, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I feel like it's going to be more of a variety hour than anything else. And okay, then Shaq okay. is going to be on there, you know. Spitting rhymes, yeah, old maybe. school style. I mean, I guess Shaq is a rapper. Right. So, I mean, maybe. Or, or, or Ish? was a rapper. Ish. Yeah, of course. I mean, but. Also an actor. Ish. Yeah. Who could ever forget Shazam? Right. Exactly. I mean, we got that going, right? But a great basketball player. That's true. You can't take that away from him. Correct. But if you ever ask Kobe, he was super lazy. Well, that may be. Yeah. But that's coming from one of the (laughs) hardest working players in NBA history. That's very true. That's very true. (laughs) You know, it's funny. uh, After he passed, a a couple of people told me, you know, you work hard. And the first person that, I mean, I'm paraphrasing for the second person, but the first person literally approached me that way. They're like, you know, you work hard. It's like, thanks. (laughs) And they said, you know what book you would appreciate? The Mamba Mentality. I said, <laughs> okay, do you have a copy I can read? They said, no, but you can order it. And I asked them, you know, some questions about why they thought I would appreciate the book. And they said, well, you know, Kobe talks about, you know, how he approached the game and how he really saw himself and how he saw, you know, what his legacy was going to be and how he worked so hard for this and for that. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I guess I could be into that. I'm, 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 I've never been a huge basketball fan, you know, but mm-hmm. I appreciated – a lot of the different players that I think uh, have been, you know, mega superstars, right? I appreciated what Michael right. Jordan did, you know, growing up. There was that that huge segment of time where, like, everybody had to wear a Chicago Bulls shirt or, like, you weren't yep. part of the cool kids or something. I yep. did it, you know. And then uh, when Sheep. I realized that, yeah, look, I was, what, <laughs> nine? So I can't... <laughs> You know, I was just yeah, trying to you, be one of the kids. You were living in Lakerland, man. Come on. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it is. I was in is. Utah Jazz Land wearing my John Stockton jersey. Well, you know, you, 
you were more of a fan. I was trying to pretend to be one yeah. just to fit in with the cool kids. I uh, get it. And then I, I stopped it. caring. And then I just wore whatever I wanted after that. That's but, good. you know, like now, now I think people tend to represent whoever they follow regardless of where they live, obviously. But... Uh, yeah, so I I actually tried to get the book, and for a while it was completely sold out everywhere. Like for oh, the yeah. first month or so, uh, it was mm-hmm. completely sold out. And now I'm at the point where I'm just like, I just wait to borrow his book. I don't need to buy it. I'm just gonna <laughs> borrow his book. So nice. I don't know how we got sidetracked on that again. Sorry, I I keep uh That's I keep right. veering off. <laughs> so all right, let's get back into Disney stuff here. So okay. Oh, I know how we got sidetracked because we were talking about John Legend and Shaq singing oh, yeah. together. Shaq so rapping. It's Lakers, okay. You Kobe. know what? It was yeah. all related. It was all related. <laughs> this still works out. <laughs> um, I like it. Okay. So before we move on, I do want to remind you that this op- episode of Podcasters is brought to you by our podcast, Fairy Godparents, a.k.a. the FGP Squad. What is the FGP Squad? They're a group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. And if you want to help us out with a small contribution and want more information about how you can do that or just want to learn about the FGP squad, you can head over to podcasters.com FGP for more information. We have another FGP happy hour coming up. The announcement's going to be going up on Patreon. Our tentative time right now is June 27th at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. That will allow more people, you know, from other areas to join us. I know that the last time we jumped on super late Pacific time, which was midnight and beyond in other places. <laughs> so uh, in order to allow more people to be on that want to be on with us, we're changing the time to something a little bit earlier. So hopefully you can join us. More information is going to be on Patreon. Also, you may remember that last week. Mel and I were joined by the ladies of Dateline Nostalgia, and we did the Disney tag. It was super fun. Unfortunately, Gavin could not join us for that episode. But there's going to be an an addendum to this episode posted on Patreon (laughs) exclusively for the FGP squad. If you guys want to hear Gavin's answers to the Disney tag, make sure to log on and check out that additional content. So... To all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, I can't wait to hear those answers because I shared the questions with you, but you didn't tell me what your answers were. So I'm going to be surprised (laughs) to hear them for the first time, just like everybody else. (laughs) I feel so honored to be in the DVD extras. Oh, this it's amazing. (laughs) You get a whole section for yourself, buddy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Okay, let's just jump into the topic here because uh, I think that's pretty much what a lot of people want to hear about. A lot of people have been talking about this over the last week. Uh, there's been a plan set into motion now, and mm-hmm. the Disneyland Resort has officially petitioned the state of California. Uh, and, and this is where it got a little weird, right? Because people saw that announcement. We posted it on Instagram. You know, we put on there that it was exciting news. Was it exciting for us? Kind of. I mean, we're not chomping at the bit to see the park open truth be told at least i'm not i can't speak for anybody else but uh you know it is exciting news obviously because disney is trying to do whatever they can in order to get the parks opened again but 
Uh, one thing that we've seen in the last couple of weeks, obviously, is that there have been a spike in cases uh, in the spread of COVID-19. And mm-hmm. that's concerning because this is happening essentially two weeks after the Memorial Day holiday. And that's pretty much the period that people tend to see if they are you know, carrying the virus or not. Uh, In California, we've seen a spike in in these last couple of weeks, and that's concerning, obviously, because Disneyland is going to be opening a couple weeks right after 4th of July, which Mm -hmm. is when people are going to be possibly getting together and they're going to be, you know, around other people that have possibly been exposed to the virus. Regarding the timeline that's been proposed, what do you like? How do you feel about the timeline, Gavin? Instant early reaction from me is it is too soon. Uh, I wouldn't I was surprised and I think you were, too, uh, because we all several episodes kind of talked about when we kind of felt like it would happen, like when the rollout would start to begin. And we all predicted much later in the year. And I think you might have said you thought maybe even first of next year. Yeah. And so when they came out with that date, which I think does it it either matches or even beats the uh, Disney World full opening date. Right. It's it, it just stomps all over it. It's yeah, several right? weeks before. it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just I think it's interesting. And, you know, obviously, July 17th is the date for the parks to open, which is obviously Disneyland's birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that they made that push to to make it open on that date. Um I mean, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised, you know, because as a business, you know, they want to start capitalizing on ticket sales and concession sales and souvenir sales again, you know, like they've been missing out on for months at this point. So it it makes sense. But it's yeah, I don't know. On the other hand, uh, you know, Josh and I were talking about this today. The 17th is going to be the cleanest day you'll ever be at the park mm-hmm. like it will be the most clean disneyland and california adventure probably in its history and so day the, that first day might be the best day to go and then stay away for a couple months you know what i mean so it's going to be down to like if you want to do that can you get a reservation because now you have to have a reservation too like you you can't just show up right they're only giving out so many reservations mm-hmm. because it'll be limited capacity now, from everything I've read, they haven't actually said what that capacity is going to be initially, but I'm assuming it's going to be pretty low. Yeah. So they're aiming, uh, from what I've heard, they're aiming for approximately 20% capacity the same way that they did with Shanghai. And yeah. that, it seems like a smart move, obviously, because mm-hmm. you do want to limit the amount of people that you have in there so that you can properly social distance them and have them ride attractions in a manner that doesn't put anybody in danger right right you know like i I was saying just a moment ago i think one of the biggest things that was confusing for people is they saw that date and instantly thought yes disneyland is reopening and that's not a hundred percent the case this is a proposal that they have set forward Mm -hmm. to the state of california Obviously, the city of Anaheim is completely on board with this. Uh, Their mayor actually tweeted out that they were on board with this. 
uh, I can't remember what the tweet said exactly, but uh, it was in favor of this move, obviously, because they do want people to get back to their jobs. Anaheim wants to kind of get back to normal commerce-wise. But because of the spike that we've seen in the last couple weeks in California and, you know, more cases are starting to come to light, uh, there are people that unfortunately are passing because of this recent spike. It's very possible that the state of California is going to say, no, hold off. This mm-hmm. is, again, just a proposal. Now, uh, part of the reason I had said, you know, maybe it's going to be in January was because uh, California had said in, in motion a plan where everything was going to open in phases, right? There was going to be mm-hmm. four phases to everything. The fourth phase, which was f- huge venues, concert halls, and sporting events and stuff where everybody was in it, or all the fans were in the stadium, in the uh, concert halls, whatever the case was, that I think wasn't supposed to happen until 2021 or even 2022. So there was supposed oh, to be this wow. huge gap between three, like phase three and phase four. When we right. started talking about it, that's when they very first started introducing, well, we have this four-phase plan. We're about mm-hmm. to enter phase two, and then we're going to kind of play it by ear and see how things go. And we thought, okay, well, if phase one took about this long, we're starting to kind of see people finally getting on board with social distancing, wearing a mask. Um, so we figured, okay, well, they're going to wait out the summer with phase two. They're going to see if there's a possible spike with phase three in the fall, which they've already said is possible because it's flu season and, you know, people mm-hmm. tend to get sick in the fall. And then obviously they'll wait a few weeks and see how it is to open in September, October, or they'll just wait until January. That's the way that I saw it. But we went from like phase two to phase three in like three seconds, right? Yeah. There was almost yeah. no gap in between the two phases. And that's what was most surprising. So I don't know if companies are necessarily lobbying for them to hit phase three or if the state just sees it as, yeah, this is fine. Let's just continue with it. Because obviously across the U.S. where we're seeing people gather and they're not being careful about these things, you're seeing the spikes happen. It's happening in Texas. Mm -hmm. We saw it in Arizona. We're obviously seeing it in Florida. And now we're starting to see it in California. And July 17th is just a couple weeks away from 4th of July when people are going to be getting together. And that's what's most concerning about that date. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I mean, it's it's really, really aggressive, that timeline. And it's scary. You know, I still have much hesitation just going out into the world, you know, even with my mask and my gloves on and Mm -hmm. social distancing. It's just, you know, a time where there are just a lot of question marks. And there was kind of an innate security with which we walked out of our doors every day before COVID-19, right? We didn't go out there, you know, even though there were infectious diseases in the world, We didn't think about that on a daily basis. Well, now we do. It's a part of our psyche. And it's going to be interesting to see if we will be or how soon we will be able to go to Disneyland and escape reality, which is why we go there to leave it all behind, you know, outside the berm and, you know, escape into whatever magic we can encounter and, and find for the time that we're there. And then, you know, 
use that to get us through to the next time we're at Disneyland. I I don't know how soon we'll be able to do that. I, I, you know, we may be able to go to the park again, but it will be interesting to see like what this new psyche uh, does to our experience in the parks. You know, I, I do know that the safety precautions that they're talking about are putting my mind at ease quite a bit. But they're not going. It's not a foolproof. You're not walking into a hermetically sealed bubble where right. there are no germs, right? And you know, there's always the chance of exposure. But you know, I, I do like that they are doing all the right things. They're putting all the right systems in place, and I think they all make sense. And I will say, twenty percent capacity is really appealing. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be there on a twenty percent day. Yeah. I mean, they could raise it, right? I mean, I'm sure they will pretty quickly, too. Yeah, it's going to be really difficult for them to balance, especially considering the amount of annual pass holders that they have in Southern California and the amount of people that will be wanting to go into the park. Uh, You know, it's interesting because over the last few months, as we've been socially distancing, you know, people have been posting, I can't wait to go back to Disneyland. You know, I miss, you know, my home away from home. And we feel exactly the same, right? We're we're looking yeah. forward to the day where we can go back and not have to worry. Because that disconnect that you're talking about is going to be a real thing for a really long time. Not having mm-hmm. a vaccination, not knowing much about antibodies at this point. Um, uh, unfortunately, the route that we felt was being taken with antibodies after all those tests were recalled for being absolutely fake, now we don't know about antibody testing, right? So we thought it was a step in the right direction, and now we're kind of two steps back. So having that peace of mind, like you said, is going to be big for a lot of people. And I agree with you that there uh, are a lot of safety precautions that the Disney company is taking. And to be quite honest with you, I'm not concerned with the Disney company. The Disney company is going to do everything in their power to make people feel safe, to do the things that they have to do in order to get people into the parks, buying their food, buying their merchandise, having as fun a time as possible. The people that I'm concerned with are the people that go in the park and say, I can't wear this mask for more than 15 minutes because I'm hot. Mm -hmm. And they take it off. Because those are the same type of people that are doing the same thing at 7-Eleven, at Target, at Walmart, at Costco, wherever, right? They're in bigger crowds exposing themselves. Hazen, you just cut out the middle part around your mouth and nose. Then you can just breathe easy and Uh, and it's not as hot. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Just do that. Meeting adjourned. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, I I agree with that, man. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. And and that's what... You know, Disney parks have always had at the core of their principles, guest safety. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like along with the storytelling and the magic, equal partner with that has always been safety. And now they're just, you know, bringing in these new health concerns into that, you know, safety first mentality. So I know that they're going to do everything they can possibly do in in that uh, direction. But you're right. It's the, it's the X factor of, you know, the yahoos that get in and don't play by the rules. It's the people. It, it they are referred to as the Karens of the world right now. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> they are the Karens of the world. 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean that's really what I'm concerned with. You know, I'm I, I've I don't know. I've thought a lot about this, and I kind of tongue in cheek said, you know, if someone at Disney happens to approach me and they say, hey, Avengers Campus, man, it's opening. Do you want a press pass for this? Yep. At any other time, my first instinct was going to be, um, yes. Can I get two more, please? But right now, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe now that I'm thinking about that, I feel that a press event might actually be super safe because it's going to be so limited. Mm -hmm. And they'll be able to properly space people out. They'll be able to mm -hmm. allow them to go take pictures, do whatever they have to without a lot of people. You know what, Disney, if you want me to cover the opening of Avengers Campus, yes, I'm 125% available. Forget about what I said before. I'm not concerned. I'm open for a press event. Just I'm putting it out there, putting it out into the world. So after totally. that, different story. But yes, we'll need three, please. Just, just saying. I mean, they owe you that much for stealing so many of our ideas, right? Already, right? I mean, I mean it's only it's, fair. Yeah, it's only fair. <laughs> absolutely, it's, absolutely. It's only. I fair. mean, you know, we've got Avengers Campus to be excited about uh, this year, which I don't think they've released a, an opening, a new opening date that I'm aware of. No, they haven't. Um, but I'm still excited about Galaxy's Edge and the fact that I haven't been on Rise, <laughs> Rise of, the of the Resistance. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, basically we did an episode where we talked about a lot about Star Wars uh, and Galaxy's Edge. And it was after the parks had closed. And I learned things about it that I didn't know that I have to go back and see for myself or taste for myself in the case of that popcorn, which I never knew about. Dude, and so I've been good. thinking about for three dang months now. So I want that popcorn. One of the best places for popcorn in the park, man. Oh, I'm ah, sorry. It's killing Off me. Off planet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's killing me, man. And I've been... I don't know. I've been in a like a Star Wars phase in the last few weeks. I, I've I've watched all of the movies like as I've worked in my studio probably twice through in the last like three weeks. I've um, just kind of been in a Star Wars phase, and I just really want to hang out in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, you know, almost as much as I want to be hanging out in the what you can see right behind me right now, which is Cars Land. Uh, I can think of no better spot in the park right now than the backside of flows with a beer, just looking at the mountains, watching those cars go by. That is my heaven right there. You know what? Let's just go. Why? Let's just go. <sighs> I mean, nobody's there right nobody's now. Nobody's there right now. It's perfect. Don't care. <laughs> I got the keys to the back door. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was a kid growing up, I used to always... Like one of my fantasies was if I could find a way to just like get over to Tom Sawyer Island and let the park close and nobody will find me. I can just spend the night in Disneyland. I don't even have to leave that island. I'll just hang out on Tom Sawyer Island and just play around. That was like my all time fantasy. Now it would be Cars Land, but same kind of deal. Yeah. I'll just climb up into the mountains there and just camp out for the night. Nice. That's yeah. funny. I. Have you been watching since you said you're just quick sidebar here? Have you been watching anything else on Disney Plus aside from the Star Wars movies? Or has that uh, been like your primary? Yeah, okay. No, I am. Man, Disney Plus has turned into a real dynamite service. Right? I got to tell you, they have done everything right. They have curated it so well, they've designed the infrastructure of it so well. 
Um, I'm going back and watching, you know, old favorites. I'm discovering new content. I tell you what, I'm going to just always be the preacher for the Nat Geo channel on there. Mm -hmm. There's so much great new content coming out on that. Um, it's, it's been amazing. I, I freaking love Disney plus. I agree. So, uh, when I was a kid, so there's been a lot of things that we've been recently watching. Right. And because, Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of things that I saw when I was a kid that I wanted to expose my kids to. We're getting a chance to do that through Disney+. Nice. Plus. Um, but this week has just been full of such awesome content. For instance, the first thing, I don't know if you've seen that they added this, but they added the story of animated drawing. It was... Uh, I just saw that. I haven't had time to watch it yet, though. Yeah, it was a documentary from, like, 1955, and they talk about animation and, you know, Sweet. just how – it's so good. you got to watch it. You have to watch it. Cool. Um, then the kids love, like, little facts shows and stuff like that, and Nat mm-hmm. Geo just put out Weird But True. And we've been watching Ooh, yeah. Weird But True. Schoolhouse cool. Rock is on Disney Plus <laughs> now, so yeah, you can watch that. that. Uh, and mm-hmm. then sitcom wise, uh, when I was a kid, I used to love watching sitcoms. Like I, I spent a lot of time watching sitcoms and there's one particular sitcom that was on Disney channel a few years ago that I didn't know about called Sydney to the max. And it, okay. it's about the child of a kid from the nineties and they keep flashbacking back and forth between now and the nineties to tell their stories and the oh, parallels nice. of like how things are different, how things are the same and stuff like that. So it's funny because there's a lot of things I can I can tell my kids, see, I used to go through that too, but I didn't have everything in the palm of my hand, you know, like talking about right. a cell phone, stuff like that. So it's funny, like of all the newer sitcoms from Disney Channel, it's the one that feels the most like a 90s sitcom to me. Like they've done a really good job of modeling it after a 90s sitcom like if the video quality was slightly less hd it would totally Mm -hmm. feel like it was from the 90s yeah so that's cool yeah i'm i'm so on board with all the new content man and you mentioned hd you know they are they have remastered some things on there that look just (gasps) incredible yeah so i okay so let me let me back this up a little bit so Josh, our buddy from Animation Station, uh, he lives next door and he just got a new movie poster that he bid on online. And it's an an official original movie theater poster from 1985 of The Black Cauldron. No, it even has it even has the emblem at the bottom of Disneyland celebrating 30 (gasps) years. Like it's it's awesome. Right. And I've always had really mixed feelings about the Black Cauldron, and I've typically, you know, rated it fairly low. But I decided, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Let me watch it again. It's remastered in HD. I got to tell you, that movie stands up way better than I remember. Mm -hmm. It is beautiful artistically. You know, it is very dark. It's their only PG-rated animated film. Um, But it... uh, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I think the the only drawbacks are really kind of some of the story and the writing, like the character dialogue's a little little hokey, but uh, I recommend people go and, and give that one a watch again because I think it's forgotten by a lot of people. But if you think about the time period that it's supposed to be set in and the audience that they were trying to attract with it, it kind of makes mm-hmm. sense why the dialogue is kind of hokey, right? It was a mixing yeah. of 
two cultures that they were trying to just casually mix together. But right. when you look at it, it through those eyes, it totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, at least to me. On the on a similar note, not, not to go on too long, but one more movie that I watched this week is one that I'd never watched before, but it's always kind of been on the periphery of my list because it's science fiction. Um, have you ever heard of the movie The Black Hole? The Black Hole. It's a science fiction Disney movie from the early 80s. And it was it was basically along with Tron, it was Disney trying to capitalize on the Star Wars craze. Huh. And it's been remastered. It looks beautiful. The movie's awful. It's it's terrible. Oh, it's, it's, okay. it's not good at all. I do not recommend it. But um, it was neat to see visually because there's some stunning visuals in it. Really beautiful shots, but no, awful movie. Terrible, bad movie. Okay, well, at least now I don't have to go watch it then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, at first I thought, like, you were going to say something like, I totally recommend this over Artemis Fowl. And then... Oh, well... <laughs> Now yeah, I I'm staying away from Martin Sal. <laughs> I, I don't even I'm know not, what to think about I'm it. I'm not going there. Yeah. So, no. Anyway, uh, a lot of really cool content on Disney Plus. I know that it wasn't what we were talking about, but because we're in quarantine, basically, if you're looking for oh, something yeah. to watch, there is so much good content coming onto Disney Plus. I can't oh, yeah. wait until they have an affiliate program and we can actually talk about this and be sponsored by them. Heck yeah. Hashtag. Come on, Disney. What are you waiting for? Right. Oh, dude. Non-Disney Plus related, but Hulu related. I don't know okay. if you've ever seen this before, but I saw the first season last year. It just came back season two. But have you watched Holy Moly? No, I haven't heard of that. Dude, <laughs> you need to watch Holy Moly on Hulu. What is it? Holy is it? Moly is a professional miniature golf competition. And here's the no. best part. Here's the best part. The course is designed primarily by Steph Curry. No way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's amazing. Holy moly. Uh, is two of the, the hosts are John Testatore and Rob Riggle. Okay. And they bounce back and forth. It's just hilarious. They have the professional ABC sports, like sporting jackets on, and they're commentating okay. on this like a real golf tournament. And obviously they throw little jabs at them. But the entire uh, – did you ever watch a show called Wipeout? I was just going to say it sounds like the mini golf version Dude, of Wipeout. it is Wipeout <laughs> and mini golf mixed into one show. I love it. It is absolutely the greatest thing I've ever seen. Oh, sweet. I'm going to have to watch that. That'll probably help tide me over till season two of Lego Wars. Oh, I can't wait till Lego Wars right. like, comes back. Season one was so amazing. <sighs> season two is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. The last competition show we saw was Be Our Chef on Disney+. Plus. Oh, is that good? It, it wasn't bad. I, okay. it, it was missing the last episode for a couple of weeks. I don't know why, but they took it out, and we just recently saw it. Uh, it was pretty fun. Just watching nice. the different families cook different meals and having the chefs from Walt Disney World and the different restaurants around Epcot and stuff nice. judge them yeah. on the food that they made. I thought that was pretty fun. But, dude, cool. holy moly. <laughs> holy moly. Okay. All it's right? on my list. I'll put it on my treadmill Out list. Out there listening, if you have never seen holy moly, 
one of the funniest shows ever. <laughs> that I bet is the best way for me to describe it. If you've seen the competition show Wipeout and all the craziness that it brings with all the stunts and the big old double dare like courses that they have mixed with miniature golf. And it is amazing. It's very cool. Watch it and we'll talk <laughs> about it. So good. So good. Um, Okay. Back to the parks reopening. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, the entire time that, you know, we've been in quarantine, people are like, you know, I miss my home away from home. I want this. I want that. And now there's a petition to stop the park from opening. And as of this week, it's got just about 30,000 signatures. And so it feels contradictory. Right. But at the same time, I'm actually... I'm actually relieved to see that because it, it shows that people are taking the social distancing and staying away from large crowds very, mm-hmm. very seriously because they either see what's happening in, the, in other states or, to put it simply, like many people, they are scared about the possibility of being infected because there still yeah. is so much unknown about COVID-19. You know, the yeah. the main difference between this and some of the other times that we've had, you know, you said absolutely true. We've had infectious diseases forever. Right. But this one's different like this one. Right. They can't get a handle on it. They can't find a vaccine for it. It keeps mutating and it keeps changing its own structure, making it difficult yeah. to find something to work against it. Right. And the other ones didn't have that. And if you think about yeah. it. Other ones took years and years because they didn't have technology available. This time, technology is on our side. And so many people, so many scientists, so many doctors, intelligent people from around the world can't get a handle on this. And that's concerning. Yeah, unfortunately, there are limitations because it is all going to be monetized and thus there's competition and there's there's not enough collaboration right you know between all those laboratories but that's political i don't want to get into that uh i do wonder if they had decided to roll this out in a different way like uh geographically so if they said okay we're going to open up disneyland on july 17th but only residents of these zip codes you know, like in Orange County and L.A. County can go and you won't have travelers from other states and other countries around the world coming to this resort if less people would have a problem and a fear, fear of it, you know, because I think that's that's the major problem. It's different than, you know, there's a concert in L.A. You might have some out of towners come for a concert, but Disneyland draws people from around the world every single day it's open. Yeah. So instantly you're going to have people flying in from all parts of the world to, you know, visit the Disneyland Resort. And that's that's where it gets um, problematic scientifically, because then you've got that, you know, crazy spread, you know, happening like it was at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas if they're just allowing congregations locally, then at least it's not traveling. You know, at least it's kind of staying in one area. And if you can keep everybody social distanced, then you can keep a handle on it. But as soon as you've got, you know, somebody flying in from some other part of the world and then they fly back and if they got exposed, then they've brought it back to where they are. And, you know, the whole cycle starts over again. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. And I mean, that's a really difficult thing to enforce, right? In an sure. ideal world, that would obviously be the best case scenario. But if somebody's traveling for business and I assume there's going to be people that are going to hide whether they've come in contact with somebody that has had or possibly was exposed to COVID because they're just jonesing to be in the park so much. And again, it goes back to the conversation we had earlier that I'm not afraid of what Disney's doing. They're going to do everything in their power to make sure that we're safe. It's those people that don't care. Right. The ones that are going to follow the rules just enough to get into the park and then they're going to do whatever they want after. They're going to take their mask off and go around licking all of the handrails because, you know, they like the smell of wet pennies. I don't know. They, I don't know their life. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. But the point is, I don't think I'm going to be ready to go to the park July 17th. You know, I'm right. not going to put my yeah. family in danger or what I perceive is going to be them being in danger until you know, I can kind of see what the trends are going to be like. And when the park opens, we're going to see the very first trend hit. We've already kind of seen that with Memorial Day. Two weeks later, mm -hmm. we're seeing what Memorial Day did. Fourth of July, right. a much bigger holiday that people celebrate. And they tend to get together for barbecues. Historically, it is uh, a, a day where people get together. They, you know, do the fireworks thing. They go to parks. They do this. They do that. Uh I don't know how everything that's going on right now in the U.S. is going to be affected or is going to affect the 4th of July celebration with a lot of people protesting and stuff like that. And I don't know if all of that is still going to be going on. Uh, I know that a lot of people have speculated that the protests themselves are spiking the numbers. And I, I don't think it's the protests because if it was the protests... We wouldn't see those numbers until two or three weeks from now. That's just the mm -hmm. cycle, right? Yeah. So yeah. if it's happening with the protests, we're not going to know until it's closer to the opening day of the park. And then right. whatever happened the opening day of the park, we're not going to see until early to mid-August. So there's always going to be this like four-week period in the cycle where we're just going to have to be vigilant and try to figure out, is it okay for me to go? And when you're trying to figure out if it's okay for you to go, you have to think about how high risk you are. You know, we're not yeah. here to tell you, yes, go, no, don't go, because we don't know if you have anything wrong with you that puts you in a position where you would be more likely to be infected. Uh, you know, I've talked about why I don't feel safe going. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people that feel the same way. Obviously, there's over 30,000 people at this point signing those petitions <laughs> that say the same yeah. thing, right? But we don't know what their situation is. It could be that they don't have anything wrong with them. They're just concerned, you know? And again, right. that's kind of reassuring that there's so many people. And I hope there's more. And I hope that this is just one of those things where people take it seriously, you yeah. know, Disneyland, like you said, is is that magical place that we go to and mm -hmm. seeing people in masks instantly is going to remove you from that magic. Sure. Of, of course. And on top of that, you have to wonder how many of those people that signed that petition might be cast members, you know, because we when we're asking Disneyland to open, we're asking those cast members to now be exposed to the world that comes through its doors, right? Or its gates. Yep. And that's that's something that not a lot of people consider. You know, it, it's easy to say, I want to go there. But 
you to do that you have to you know admit that the people that are working there are going to be exposed to you and the other thousands of people that are coming through the gates and you know not everybody's going to feel comfortable with that yet yeah you know masks or no masks not everybody's going to feel comfortable with that yet yeah so it's you know i i feel for you know people who are in a situation where you know this is their job this is their livelihood but it's also their health and their livelihood you know it's like that's a tough balance i'm very lucky that i haven't had to deal with that with my work you know i know that you haven't either because you know you've been able to continue working from home uh so you know but not everybody's in that position where you can't do disneyland from home right (laughs) it's you gotta be there you know and i don't know it'll be interesting you know all of the stores and and places that have put up, you know, plexiglass screens. You know, are we going to see that in front of the ride operators now? And like the all the restaurants, and I wonder what they're installing right now. You yeah. know, behind all the the food counters, and you know, a lot of them already have glass in front, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are just pretty open air. So, you know, all of these things will be very uh, interesting to see once we do get back into the parks or at least once people get in and start posting videos of what it's like, you know, cause I don't, I don't foresee any of us really jumping in there day one. No, no, that, that, I mean, what you're saying is a fantastic point and that's, I think we've talked about that, you know, on and off air that mm-hmm. the people that we feel for the most are obviously the cast members. And that's why we understand why Disney's pushing so hard, you know, as a business, you know that so many people depend on you in order to make their own life work, right? They depend on that paycheck from you. But at the same time, you also don't want to put those people in danger. They don't want, and you know, say what you will about the Disney company. I know that there's a lot of people that spend their time bad mouthing it up and down about their decisions, but Mm -hmm. the Disney company does care about their cast members and they do care about the guests because obviously if they don't have cast members, they won't have guests and then they won't make money. So it's weird to hear that about a company, but they do have people's best interests in mind because the bottom line for them is they need those people to make money. They are a business. But right. yeah, those cast members, man, that I, it would be interesting to see how many of those are cast members that signed a petition. You know, um, hmm. to talk about something related, but a little uh, a little different, a little slightly outside the berm. It was interesting that all of the main announcements talked about the opening of Downtown Disney, the two parks and the Grand Californian and Paradise Pier hotels. But I had to dig for a little bit and I finally only found one mention of the Disneyland Hotel. Um, And it basically was kind of a real vague, uh, we'll be opening later. So it makes me wonder what's going on with the Disneyland Hotel. Have you heard anything? Do you know anything that they're working on or, or changing? And it made, first of all, until I found that one uh, reference that's, and I think I found it on the Disneyland website eventually. Um, And it was under tickets and like booking reservations. I think it was where I found it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But until then I started to wonder, I want, you know, are they possibly going to be like moving forward with a new hotel plan, which we know they've kind of had on and off in the works for a couple of years now. And maybe with this, 
you know, downtime where they're going to be limiting capacity anyway, maybe they can be down one hotel and like be working on something new. And I don't know. I, I think it's very interesting how they've kind of left out that major piece of the resort of all the major announcements. They only ever refer to the Grand Californian and the Paradise Pier. And that's it. Mm. And the, the Disney vacation villas at the Grand Californian. But none of them say anything about Disney Hotel except that one spot under like booking reservations that I found on the website. Interesting. So to me, I'm looking for an announcement of they're going to like raise the Disneyland Hotel and put up that monstrosity that they showed us, you know, yeah. concept art of a couple of years ago. That's a great observation. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, I mean, it it really jumped out to me and I was kind of weirded out by it. Yeah. I mean, initially, I would have thought, well, maybe it has to do with the proximity thing. But the Grand Californian is like right in the center of everything. So it can't be a proximity thing. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to have to dig on this one a little bit. Or if anyone out there has any information and likes to share it, DM us and we won't share your identity if that needs to remain (laughs) a secret. So just putting it out there. We love Disney moles. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Well, um, I mean, you know, obviously there's a lot going on. Again, the dates are currently not set in stone. It is just a proposal. But the way politics works and the way businesses tend to sway those politics, uh, it is possible that those dates will be the days that we see California Adventure, Disneyland, Downtown Disney, you know, the Disneyland Resort reopen. And uh, knowing those dates, especially being Disneyland's birthday, you know, now we want to hear from you. You've heard uh, how we feel about the situation. You know, let us know how you feel. Join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Let us know if you are okay with the opening dates, if you feel it's too soon, you if you feel that this should have happened a month and a half ago already, if you're scared to go. I don't think there's a shame in being scared. Obviously, this is a legitimate concern, and it is scary. So if that's your main concern, it's completely legit. You know, Nobody's going to say anything about that. Uh, but yeah, we want to hear from you, and we're, we can share some of those thoughts in an upcoming episode. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. Gavin, any closing words about anything that we talked about or anything you want to share before we we close up shop for today? Uh, No, I just, you know, we're all so torn as Disney Park fans right now. And I just, I know we're all hemming and hawing about what we want to do about this. And I just, I feel for everybody because we're all dying to go to the park, but we're all not wanting to die to go to the park, right? (laughs) So yeah, let's just be, I'll be smart. Let be safe, you know, do what makes you feel comfortable. And if you're not comfortable going to the park, Ride it out. Disneyland's not going anywhere. It's It'll be there in six months, you know, when things get sorted out, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I, I, we're, we're erring on the side of caution here, so uh, there's no shame in that. You, you, you won't get your Disney fan card pulled. Well said. Very well said. So that's it. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Major look. Major look.